Welcome to the Christian Coach Podcast, where our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I'm Gian Lemmy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chad Simpson. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Chad, we got a Liberty alum this time in the epi- in the podcast, um, Emily Dinsmore. She is the App State um, assistant field hockey coach, and she has a unique story, and she shares how she, she ended up at Liberty. Um, it took many turns. Um, but she ended up at Liberty, and she became an actual multi-sport athlete. She played lacrosse and field hockey at Liberty, and she was one of the first field hockey players at Liberty in Liberty history. And if you've been following athletics the last few months, Liberty field hockey made it to NCAA final for for the first time in program history, and it was the first time a Liberty University team made it to an NCAA final, which is just unbelievable. Um, just to see the growth that uh, Liberty Athletics has had, but mainly the, the the hockey team or the field hockey team here at Liberty. Yeah, Jean, I was really encouraged by this this episode and interview with with Emily, and just hearing how um, for her in a not not a mainstream sport, not football or basketball, and and um, for her to be filled with the Holy Spirit on mission. Uh, to make disciples, um, what an impact she can have on her team and on her campus. And so uh, really encouraged by this one and just her journey of of how much one friend impacted her life there in high school and then how how Liberty, um, you know, Liberty's not, it's not perfect, but it is a tool that can can help transform lives. Uh, I know it it transformed my life and and your life, Gian, as well. And so uh, I just love hearing those positive stories of, of our, our, our school um, having a positive impact and, and now look at what she's doing. Uh, but we can't wait to get into this interview. So we're ready to get into this one right now. Emily Dinsmore, thank you so much for coming on the Christian Coach Podcast. Such an honor to have a fellow Liberty grad in it. Um, my first question to you is, what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Well, thank you so much, uh, Gian, for having me. It's just an honor to, to be on here and just to get to chat with you and, and yeah, to talk about, um, yeah, what it means to, to be a Christian coach. And uh, so with that first question, I think, you know, you know, that Christian part comes before, before the coach part. And so as a follower of Jesus, um, I want to, to be known as someone who, who loves him and who seeks to to honor him in all that I do. And, and so uh, I think of this song actually, and maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. It's, uh, it's, called, the Co- it's called For the Cause of Christ by Carrie Job. Okay. And uh, the opening line of that song is just, she says, um, the only thing I want in life is to be known for loving Christ, to build his church, to love his bride, and to make his name known far and wide. And so I just love that. And I think that's, you know, as a, as a Christian, as a follower, as a disciple of Jesus, like I want to, um, you know, love him, delight in him, and also share that with others. And so being a coach, like, I think that's just one of the most amazing platforms that we have to, to share Christ with others and to make him known and to kind of live out what Jesus says, like in Matthew 20, 19, like go therefore make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit, 
um, teaching them all that I had commanded you. And uh, he also says, I will be with you um, as you go. And so I think that is the, the cool thing. Um, being a Christian coach is like, we're not doing it on our own where we have Christ with us. And yep. um, yeah. And so I think that's uh, what it means for me is just uh, an incredible opportunity to, to share the love um, that I have for Christ with, with others through the avenue of sports. Yeah. You, you're, you're not working currently at a Christian school. Um, and so you don't have that environment that is driven by faith, like at Liberty here. Right. Um, what are some of the ways that you stay connected with Christ in order to be that um, role model for him to your athletes, to your staff at a secular university? Yeah. So I think the, the most important thing is, is knowing that we can't do it alone. Like we can't uh, step into any mission field alone. And so I have an incredible church and incredible community that I'm connected with. And I think that's super, super important being connected to a local church that is living on mission for the Lord. And I think that is something that has really, you know, gotten me through kind of the, the highs and the lows, uh, especially the lows and just uh, a really strong uh, community. And I'm involved also in a small group on Monday nights, which are, are people that from my church that I really get to do life with. And so I think that has been the biggest thing for me, um, you know, living on mission for Christ at a secular university is having that support system um, uh, from my church. Yeah. I, we used to go to a, a large church and we felt like we were just mm-hmm. attendees, you know, just going and watching and leaving. And, and we, we got introduced to a smaller church here in Lynchburg, uh, several years back now. And, and before we even attended the church, we attended the life group and we we're like, this is, this is what right. it really is about. You know, it, it is important to go to church, but having that group of people that you can do life with, they can be vulnerable with, they can help you, when you're struggling, I think that that made a huge difference in my wife and in my family, um, because you know that you have those people. You're never going to know the person that you're sitting next to in church once a week and for an hour and a half, you know, but the right. ones that you do life consistently um, every every week and sometimes more than once a week, you're going doing things um, that that's so important. I think for coaches, it's important to have that kind of support group as well. Um yeah. How are some of the ways that you are able to minister to student athletes at a secular school without being, without getting in trouble, obviously? (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Um, Well, I feel like the Lord has really just opened up a lot of doors. And so I think a lot of it first is just being covered in prayer. Like even coming to App State, um, I felt like this is where the Lord was leading me. I felt very strongly that, um, I didn't really know why, but that he wanted me here. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily somewhere I would have probably picked for myself. Um, uh, but I'm so thankful that this is where he, where he led me, um, and has opened just doors with, with girls on our team that have, um, asked questions and things. And when I first got here, uh, there was one of the seniors had started a Bible study for the team. And, um, she had asked me if I would come and help. And I went and talked with my head coach and she's like, yeah, it's fine. As long as it's voluntary. And so I started helping with that and, um, you know, and we've, I'm, then she graduated and then I kind of like continued it and, and led it. And so that has been really uh, amazing just to, 
um, you know, girls that are on our team that want to come and, and have questions and things. Um, I want to learn more about God and, and who Jesus is. Yeah. Uh, and so that has just been an incredible door that the Lord has opened. And then through my church as well, I've just gotten connected with uh, a lot of people from my, my community group on Monday also help lead the college uh, ministry on Wednesday okay. nights. And so I've gotten super connected with that as well and um, have had the opportunity to help lead and teach on Wednesday nights with the college ministry at my church. And um, the Lord has brought like a lot of athletes uh, to the college ministry as well uh, during COVID, not as, not yeah. as much, <laughs> but um, that has been also an incredible um, ministry to be a part of. So the Lord is, is truly, um, yeah, he's working and moving here, here in the mountain, <laughs> North Carolina. And it's just, yeah, it's just incredible to be a part of his story. That's great. Well, let's go back a few years now. Um, a young Emily, how, where did you grow up? What was your family life like? And how did you get involved with sports? Yeah, so I grew up in Maryland. So um, I grew up in Bowie, Maryland. And then we moved to um, Calvert County, which is like Southern Maryland. And I'm one of four. I have three brothers. And oddly enough, out of the four of us, I am the only athlete, really. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So three, three brothers. Um, Were you the, what, um, what was the age? Were you the oldest? Were you the youngest, middle? I'm, I'm middle, actually. Okay. Yes, yeah. so I have an older brother, and he's more into, like, theater and singing. And then I'm, I'm next in line. Um, and I was, yeah, always just drawn to sports. And then I have two younger brothers who are twins, actually. Okay. And they are, um, they, they did a few sports and things, but they're, they were really book smart as well. Um, and so, yeah, I was more the athlete of the family. And But how did yeah. that, how did that happen? If nobody was interested in you sports? Know, yeah, I don't, I mean, from a very young age, I just like, was always just drawn to sports and my dad played, my dad okay. was an athlete. So, um, yeah, so him and I like have a really good bond, um, because of that. And, uh, my mom too, my mom loves sports too. So, uh, and then, you know, I remember <laughs> very specifically at Christmas one time, I think I was, um, seven or eight. My mom tells this story all the time and she's like, um, you wrote down on your like Christmas list that you wanted, um, a piece of rope, a toolbox <laughs> and a basketball. <laughs> like, that's like what I wanted. Your brother, uh, one like, brother is getting like a keyboard. The other one is getting microscopes and you're getting yes. a rope. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so I wanted to, you know, I was a bit of a tomboy and I just always loved being outside and playing sports and, and being on teams. And yeah, I think that's just something the Lord kind of gifted me with from a young age. So um, yeah, so I got involved. Uh, I grew up playing soccer and basketball. I did swim team all summer. And then uh, when I got into like middle school, that's when I got into more field hockey and, and lacrosse. And okay. so those started to become How, who um, introduced you love. to those sports, because those are not so mainstream, you know, as swimming right. or yeah. soccer. How did that how did that happen? Right. So in Maryland, lacrosse is actually like yeah. really big and, and field hockey is somewhat 
getting there too. Um, yeah, so they're more popular in Maryland than, yeah, than a couple of other places. <laughs> um, but yeah, my cousins actually played field hockey. Okay. And so they were a couple years older than me. And so I got to see them play in high school. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to try this. And then, um, yeah, so I gave that a try. And then uh, when I got into field hockey, that's when um, I was also introduced to lacrosse. So I started both of them around this, the same time in like sixth grade, started field hockey and lacrosse and, and just fell in love with them and just the, the technical side of, of the sport. And, and yeah, and just the, it was fun too. It was a challenge. I think, you know, for me as well, just, you know, transitioning from soccer and basketball and just something new to learn and, yeah. and to play. So that's yeah. good. Um, before we get to college, um, how, how was your faith growing up? Um, was it very prominent in your, in your family or did you come to, to faith later in, in life? Yeah. So I always grew up going to church, um, and, uh, with my family, which was, which was great. Um, but I always kind of, um, thought of it as a, as a work-based, uh, faith and, and religion. And so it wasn't really until my senior year of high school, that I, I truly came to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior and develop a personal relationship with him. Um, that was kind of missing in, in growing up in the church. Like that, that piece of it was, was missing that personal relationship. Um, it was more a transactional relationship prior, <laughs> prior to my senior year. Sure. And actually it's, it's so sweet because the Lord, um, you know, being, super involved in sports, playing them in high school. I, I did, you know, field hockey, lacrosse, basketball, swim team all throughout high school. And it was actually a field hockey teammate of mine who, you know, introduced me um, to the Lord and, and really she invited me to her youth group and really kind of like came alongside of me and um, is the one that, that really led me to the Lord. And so super thankful for that. Um, and just her heart, her name is, her name is Kendall. She actually went to, to Liberty as well. Um, and she, yeah, I mean, she's a, a huge part in, in me coming to know who Christ is and, and what he did for, for me on the cross and, and that he wanted that personal relationship with me. Um, and it wasn't just, okay, here's God. And then here, here I am. It's like, okay, God meets me right yeah. where, where I am. And, um, yeah. And so it's just really cool now because the Lord has allowed me to now transition into that of a coach and, you know, hopefully I can, I can be that same, that same person that, that Kendall was for me when I was in high school and, you know, share Christ with others the way she shared Christ with me. Yeah. Well, um, now you, you, you finish high school. Mm -hmm. Um, had you committed to Liberty before you, you, uh, gave your life to Christ or, or no? No. So actually I didn't, I transferred to Liberty. Okay. So I transferred to Liberty my sophomore year. Um, so I started off at a different university and I was really unhappy there and, um, it just wasn't for me. Uh, and so I decided that I wanted to, to did you go to, to play field hockey at this university? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I played field hockey, field hockey there. And, um, I was going to play lacrosse there as well. And then, um, I think it was right after fall of my freshman year, I went down to Liberty and visited Kendall okay. and I went and I was like, Oh my goodness, like, this is exactly where I want to be. 
and, you know, as a new believer too, I was, yeah. I was just like, you know, wow, like I could be surrounded by such strong, like Christian community. And, um, that's what I like longed for and desired. Uh, and so I transferred to Liberty, uh, beginning of my sophomore year and we actually didn't have field hockey at the time. So I, um, I walked on to the lacrosse team and, and lacrosse it. was almost just starting it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. lacrosse just started, had just started my fresh or like the year prior, my yeah. freshman year. So then, yeah, when I transferred to Liberty, my sophomore year, it was the second year of the program and I walked on to the lacrosse team and, um, yeah, I met some incredible people and teammates and, and just so thankful that the Lord opened up that door uh, to play lacrosse. And then my junior year is when we got the field hockey program. Um, and so my junior year, I actually played both field hockey and lacrosse. And then my senior year, I just played field hockey. Okay. What are some of the maybe some tips that you have because you were a multi-sport athlete at, a, at the D1 level, which is very <laughs> rare, right? Um, did you do anything to stay on top of your academics as well? Because mm -hmm. Liberty is a private school. And so there's an academic component that is very important. But mm -hmm. what were some of the things that you did as a student athlete that maybe coaches can help their own student athletes apply to their lives? So in order to be a little bit better with time management? Yeah, yeah. Um... I lived by my uh, uh, planner. <laughs> Liberty always gives out those the planners so that yeah. I'm sure they probably still do. And that was, uh, you know, I, I lived by that and and just being organized and having everything kind of written out. And and for me too, I think when I I have a little bit more on my plate or I'm a little busier, I actually get things done. Um, as opposed to when I have too much time on my hands. Amen. So, <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think, uh, yeah, for me, it was almost, um, it almost didn't seem as, as difficult to, to really kind of navigate. I mean, it was difficult, but yeah. it wasn't, um, you know, it, it was almost helpful to be in season twice because I had to really be on top of everything. And so, yeah, a planner, for sure is, is definitely super helpful. And then my, the coaching staff would also always check in with me like, Hey, how are you doing? Are you, you know, and, and just always checking in with me. So I think that is something that's key too, is really like checking in with, with your student athletes and, and just seeing how they are and seeing yeah. how they're doing in school and, and, you know, where their stress level is and what, you know, they might be going through um, and things. And so I think that is something that I, for sure took away from the coaching staff that I had at Liberty is just how much they cared and always were checking in and, and making sure that I had everything I needed. Yeah. What was, what was the goal after graduation? What was like your, the job you were looking for? Did you always want to be a coach? Um, what, what was that, uh, that transition period like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I went to school um, and did elementary education was my, was my major. And so uh, upon graduation, I taught for two years uh, prior to going into, into coaching full time. And as I was teaching, I was also coaching. And um, yeah, I think from the, my junior slash senior year, I kind of knew that I wanted to, to teach and coach um, and just like had this desire to 
you know, mentor and love on girls, kind of how um, Jody and, and Jackie and Tilly did for, for me. And, and that was something that I, I was like, okay, I would love to do this if this is, a, is an option. And so went into to teaching and then um, decided that, hey, I could do coaching full time and, and basically make the same as I am making as a teacher. Like, why yep. not? So, um, you know, then I went into to coaching full time and uh, I'm just like so thankful. I think it's it's similar to teaching, just teaching outside, <laughs> no, yep. not necessarily in a classroom all the time. And you're only <laughs> you're only in charge of a few people, not hundreds right. of kids. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And so I think I think to just going through Liberty and my experience, like as L, like studying elementary education, and then also just my experience, like with uh, the field hockey program and just the amazing coaching staff um, that we had really just helped prepare me uh, for, for coaching now. And so I'm just so thankful for, for that. And, and, and even as my, my time as, as a teacher, it was kind of difficult and challenging, but hey, I think it really did help, help me um, now in, in my full-time job as a, as a coach. Yeah. What is one thing that you've changed your mind on from the first year of you coaching to now? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think something that I probably didn't know then, but no more now is to just, um, really just to, to give, to give grace <laughs> is to, is to really give grace. And, um, especially my first year of coaching and going into it, um, you know, I wanted to, to, to be the best and, and to, you know, you know, you know, serve the Lord well and be excellent in what I'm doing. Um, and, you know, I think, yes, there, there's a lot to be said about that and to, to do everything to the best of your ability, but also knowing that that's, um, to have grace, like, you know, with yourself and that you're not going to be perfect. Um, and, you know, and I think, for me, um, it, it's really just also to learning, uh, something that I've always known is, you know, that I, I wanted to go into coaching as, as my mission field, like as my ministry. Um, and I think for me too, it's just been learning. Okay. Yes. Um, there's the sport aspect and, and everything, which is, which is awesome. And I love sports. But it's also, you know, trying to not allow that to, to fully take over and, and overshadow what the actual purpose is, yeah. which is uh, to live on mission for, for Christ and to share um, about him and to, to love the athletes like he loves them. And, um, and so I think that's something that, you know, the more that I coach, the more that I desire for the girls to like know him. <laughs> yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I think when I first started off coaching, I was a little bit in like, okay, I really got to learn all of the things I really got to, you know, do such a good job so that I can get to that next step and get to that next step and get to that next step. And now looking back, it's, it's like, okay, just give yourself a little grace, like in that, in the process and, and really remain focused on, okay, if I don't get to where 
I like want to be, um, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What really matters is, is what the Lord is doing in and through where I'm at. Yeah. Um, So use, use almost grace as a filter, you know, like glasses to, to see the whole world through it. I think when I first started my, I was, I'm from Brazil originally. And my, my family was very strict. Like you have, there's certain rules and you got to follow them, you know, and I'm very thankful for that because it puts some order in the house, you know, Mm -hmm. um, now that I have kids, I completely understand that. Um, but, um, I, I thought when I became a coach that everybody had to do the same way I did it too, you know? And, and I feel like, and it was always like, there's these huge pages of rules. Like if you do this, this is going to happen. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. And now it's just probably my rule book is four sentences. You know, it's not, it's not a whole book anymore. And it's like, right. you know, how, how can I input grace in everything I do in order to be that role model for Christ? You know, cause Christ did have like, Hey, if you do this, something is going to happen. But at the same time, he offered so much grace, so much grace that, I feel like I was lacking that early on in my coaching where now I've been completely overtaken by it. Um, And it's the way I addressed and I I coach girls. And so that has even more importance, you know, um, and, and how I interact with them and, and and to show that, you know, if I say I'm a Christ follower, I need to represent that, you know, I can't just be saying it, but then my actions don't, don't match it. And so, but yeah, I agree. Grace, grace is a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, Coach Dinsmore, thank you so much for coming on. This was great. This was awesome. Thank you for taking the time. How can we be praying for you? Yeah, thank you so much again for having me. And yeah, I think the biggest prayer request for for me, like just going into to the season here, start of fall, is just uh, for the student athletes and just for um, just for their salvation. Really, at the end of the day, like I want them to know um, to know Christ and, and to know um, his love. And, and, uh, so really that's the biggest prayer request is, is for the student athletes. And then also for, um, the church, the church that I go to and the college ministry, just covering that in prayer. Cause a lot of, um, athletes from different teams come to that as well, which is really awesome. And so just, just praying for that ministry and that the Lord would, um, that the Lord would lead us as we go into the fall. Sounds good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this great conversation with Coach Dinsmore. And thank you for her faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for her willingness to, 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 to be a role model for you in a secular university, Lord. We can tell that she's not shy about it and that she, she lives through and through, Lord. Pray for her student athletes, for their salvation, that um, she'll be able to plant seeds um, so that their lives can be transformed by your love and your grace and your salvation, Lord. And pray for uh, Coach Densmore Church and the college ministry that so many um, athletes and, and college students will, will, will start attending it and, and be transformed by your message. Um, just bless that, that project and, and everything that comes with it. Um, Lord, thank you again for this conversation. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 That was that was excellent. So nice to get to know more about Emily and her story, uh, her coaching career. Um, and uh, what I really liked was you asked her uh, a tough question. What's one thing that she's she's 
changed her mind on in her coaching career so far. And uh, her answer was just to give grace. And um, that really resonated with me as I was um, thinking back to my, my coaching career on, you know, it's just like you just focus on those two to, to four hours that you're with the player and, um, and the team. Just think about the sport and just remembering that they have a social life, that they have a family life. But one, one quick story that, that hit me was um, we were, we had uh, my, my best team, uh, super excited. We we're about to go play Auburn. Um, they're about 25 miles away from my campus at point and uh, we're about to take the court and, and Bobby Reynolds, the former top 100 player, he's, the, he's their coach and he scratches like three of his top players. And so I'm thinking, man, we have a chance. We, David and Goliath, we might be able to take down Auburn, a school of 600 students versus Auburn. And uh, a minute later, uh, one of my players is on the phone, like on court six, way away from where we're supposed to get started. And uh, he was crying, crying on the phone. And uh Dude, we were about to play Auburn. Let's go play. And and his brother had had died that fall before, like two or three months before. And he's like in tears, man. I, I just wish my brother could be here today to watch us play Auburn. And he's just grieving still, you know. And I think that was just a, a big lesson for me as I'm pushing him, pushing him, pushing him to think, uh, man, these people are going through stuff still. And, and we got to give grace as coaches and walk with them through their, their ups and their downs. But yeah. That was my big takeaway. Yeah, I think, you know, just going off of that chat too, I think we always look at the coaches have to maintain the standard and, the, you know, you have if the player is not performing, you have to punish them or hold them accountable. But I think Christ did those things, but he also offered grace when he saw that the situation demanded that, you know. And I think you can have both things at the same time. You, you know, it's not an either or. It's a both and. Um, and it's the, the way you handle those situations that has probably the most impact in your athletes. It's not so much what you, you say when everybody's just paying attention and you're in the front of the team and you're giving a rah-rah speech. It's in those individual interactions um, with the players, mostly in their lowly moments. You know, in the lowest moments is when you can truly have an impact in the lives and even in their faith life um, with your athletes, regardless if you're at App State, a secular school, or if you're at Liberty or a Christian school, you know, um, anywhere, the way you interact with those people in a one-on-one um, has um, a huge impact. Yeah, 100%. Was there, was there anything else, Gian? Uh, yeah, that um, I forgot to talk about it. Um, I asked her, you know, I am a, a male coaching a female sport, and so I was very curious, and I know that's the case for a lot of, uh, a lot of coaches out there, too, but what is the biggest struggle female athletes are facing in today's society, like in today's world? And, and she had a very deep answer and very thoughtful answer. And that's on our Christian Coach uh, community on Patreon. Um, if you want to check that out, the link is in the show notes. Um, and it, I'm just having a blast, Chad. You know, third episode of the year. Um, Emily just knocked it out of the park, just being vulnerable, uh, being very uh, honest. Um, with her, um, you know, moments in her life. Um, so I'm just very thankful for all the coaches that are taking the time to, to talk with me and, and, and go deep into the intersection of faith and sports. Um, but just, I'm just so thankful. That's all, all I can say. You guys keep listening to it, and we just keep making more and more. Um, and just can't wait to continue this journey with you, Chad, and the listening community. And Chad, in, in 2022, our goal is to grow our Twitter followers. And so if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't uh, 
followed us on Twitter, just follow us. Um, just search the Christian Coach Podcast and we're there. Um, we just want to try to get this message out to as many coaches, as many people as possible to show that it's true. You know, you can be uh, a successful coach without having to sacrifice your faith, um, regardless of the setting. And coach, you know, remember, it's the third episode of 2022. You might have moved houses, moved jobs in the new year. But always remember that the mission field is right where you're at.